If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everybody, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week... <laughs> <laughs> Can't, can't even get through it. That was a weird one. Nope, it was. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. This is all I contribute. Uh, this week, we are uh, continuing our Final Fantasy versus Dragon Quest talk by focusing on FF3 and DQ3. We're trying to get through the first, like, you know, Urgic trilogy, first three games here of each series. And so, kind of like BJ mentioned in last week's episode, hinted at that we're going to be getting to this one soon. Um, so now we finally arrived at Dragon Quest Three and Final Fantasy Three. Now, again, in case you haven't listened to the other ones, I want to say that I enjoy both of these games. BJ does not enjoy FF Three so much. No, nope, um, it's Dookie. But, but I, I actually enjoy both of them. I do want to say though that this is the first time that I feel like it's going to be a little bit unfair because I feel like Final Fantasy 1 and Dragon Quest 1 are pretty evenly matched. Like, looking at them, like, from an objective perspective, like, I think they're pretty evenly matched. Same for yeah. Final Fantasy 2, Dragon Quest 2. I feel like, objectively, they're they're fairly even. But then you have Final Fantasy 3, and then you have Dragon right. Quest 3. And Dragon Quest 3 was, like, this cultural phenomenon, like, completely, yeah. like like revamped and reset whatever you want to call it like the jrpg G genre i mean just yeah. the like historical significance of the game and all of that it's like it's kind of unfair it's kind of like whenever we get to like the sevens it's kind of like comparing final fantasy 7 to dragon quest 7 even though i like dragon quest 7 it's like looking at the historical and like cultural impact of things it's like final fantasy 7 had like a much bigger impact you know and so this time though dragon quest is the one that has the bigger cultural impact so it's like it's yeah, almost, it really did it's almost unfair to find poor little final fantasy 3 <laughs> I, I do really like both of those games um before we get too far into this week's episode though uh everybody maybe turn down the volume just a little bit because we do have a real nice thank you that i feel like bj is going to be extra loud for for a new patreon patron we have Thank you, Jaden Uyeno. Thank you, Jaden Uyeno. I'm mispronouncing your name almost certainly. But thank you, Jaden Uyeno. They just took back their money. <laughs> they did. I love it. They did. We appreciate it and we we understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we appreciate the like five seconds of support we got before all of it's, that goodwill was destroyed <laughs> again that's what i'm here for uh so final fantasy 3 dragon quest 3 one thing that they both have in common that they both get a lot of attention for are their job systems dq3 right. like 
had this fantastic vocation system still to this day holds up pretty well. Like, I mean, I recently, fairly recently in the last like two years, uh, replayed the switch version of dragon quest three. And even, even though people kind of dump on, on those because of animations and stuff like that, that we've talked about before the vocations and like in game systems all still hold up really well. I feel like. Yeah. I think they hold up a lot better than final fantasy threes. I think that uh, being able to put your own party together and work with the uh, with the different classes and things like that work a lot more solidly than the I don't want to say bare bones job system, but Final Fantasy threes was really like the first true job system that was in depth changing uh, multiple characters around and things like that and uh, went on to base Final Fantasy fives, which is arguably the best one. But Final Fantasy three just didn't do it, do it for me at all. The way that it handled everything. I just quit. Yeah. I think for me, the problem that I had with Final Fantasy three initially, because like I mentioned like a couple weeks ago, like I had, you know, bought a DS for this game, didn't like it, sold it, all that kind of stuff. And then went back and played it uh, sometime in the last like couple of years. Yeah. And, and really enjoyed it. And I think, I think the thing for me is that, Originally, I didn't like it too much because of how how bare bones the story is, and the DS remake did fix a lot of that. Like they tried to, you know, give the, give the characters names and do different things that gave it a little more story. But it's like still the personalities of the main characters and things like that just don't. Uh, they don't. They're not quite as developed as later games are. The job system I really liked. Uh, with FF3, I like to get into experiment with new ones and things like that. I think my problem with FF3's job systems, again, this is like me personally, like don't take this as like some like canonical, like this, this is the problem with Final Fantasy 3. But I think for me, it's like that I enjoy it and I enjoy getting to like, you know, trade out jobs on my characters and all that. But it's almost like the thing I always like about job systems usually is that you're like working towards something like in Dragon Quest seven, you know, you're, you have to max these out so that you can max out other ones and then unlock new jobs. And with final fantasy three, a lot of the times it just felt like, okay, I've got to grind up like a bunch of dragoons right now, or else this boss is going to completely like obliterate me with lightning. And I have to make sure all my dragoons are really buffed up and no jump. And, and I can just do that. And that's how to kind of, you know, get through this boss. And, so it was like with Final Fantasy three, there were a lot of times where it was like, it wasn't even necessarily a job I wanted to focus on, but yeah, I found myself having to spend a few hours grinding up levels and, and stuff like that with the job in order to like get through a certain boss because the game wants you to like use these jobs on this boss. And right. if you don't have those jobs leveled up, it was like a real pain in the butt to do. And there are things like, you know, Dark Knight, like Dark Knight was probably my favorite job from FF3. Like I love the Dark Knight job. But then you would get to a part, and I can't even remember the name of the specific boss here, but there's a boss where it's like, you you basically are going to need Dragoons to jump or else people are just going to constantly be dying. Like it's going to be, it's a tough fight anyway. And right. I, so I, I had to stop, grind for three or four hours t- for my Dragoons because otherwise my Dragoons were just going to get completely wiped out because none of them were really leveled up high enough to take on yeah. this boss. And so I feel like that's kind of the flaw with FF3's job system, even though I did enjoy it. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm admittedly a sucker for job systems, but I feel like FF3's was just a little bit flawed, whereas Dragon Quest 3's 
is just like, I mean, it's solid. It's a good job system. I may be wrong in this, so really correct me if I am wrong on this, but isn't DQ3's job system basically just getting new characters of those jobs in your party? Like being able to move in and select a, a, a fighter versus a, a a sage or something like that, that there aren't upgrades to them, or am I completely missing... Am, am I completely forgetting that you can upgrade the jobs later on and the people uh, and swap jobs within the same character? No, you get the, like, for instance, Sage. Sage is one in DQ3. And this yeah. may be, this may be changed for Dragon Warrior 3. I've never played the NES Dragon Warrior 3 version. So people listening, this some of this information may be wrong. I only know from the versions I've played. Uh, but with, with Dragon Quest 3, like Sage, for instance, um, is one that... It's, it's basically the best parts of Priest and Mage. Yeah. It's one of those that it's not like initially available. Like the ones that you are initially available, I think are, let me think here. There's the hero, of course. There's you. Right. And then there's the mage. The there's a martial warrior, artist, a mage. Yeah. There's the, there's the gadabout. Is that initial? Gadabout? Yeah. I'm pretty sure is initial. Yeah, because gadabout is what turns into can you can turn a gadabout into a sage um at all trades abbey once they get to level 20 i believe it is because that's kind of the trade off it's like you suffer through having a gadabout <laughs> for like 20 levels <laughs> with the with the promise that it's going to be real good because you'll be able at, once they hit level 20 they can like instantly turn into a sage you know i'm i do not remember the jobs changing Otherwise, yeah, otherwise you have to use, there's like items and stuff and yeah. for Sage, for Sage, it's a book. It's called like Book of Wisdom, I think is what the book is called. Yeah. Um, let me, hang on. Huh. Words of like, Wisdom. Words of Wisdom is what Wikipedia is telling me. Uh, words of Wisdom. If you uh, if you give it to a character and they're holding it, they can become a Sage. Yeah, the Gadabout is the only class that could turn into a Sage at All Trades Abbey without the Words of Wisdom, merely needing to reach level 20 to do so. That's also a uh, different wiki than the one I'm on, because uh, what you just read is not what I'm looking at. So we're on the, two different uh, wikis. Apparently, it was also localized as Goof Off originally in Dragon Warrior uh, 3 on the NES, so that's fun. I yeah. like it. I want to be a Goof Off class. I like that better than Gadabout. You, I mean, in like pretty much every D&D campaign we ever do, you're a Goof Off class. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to be serious in your witchlight campaign. I'm gonna try to be like like somebody who's not like I'm gonna grab this shiny thing and eat it kind of character. It's uh, I'm I'm really gonna try to be a serious character, and it's gonna be so hard for me because that's not who I am as a person, and it's gonna be legitimate and genuine role play. That's what you said before we played our Lord of the Rings. Uh, I know one ring but... RPG, and just I know it was just us and like Barry and Dell playing. It wasn't like we broadcast this. So just so you guys know, BJ said he was going to be serious, and he ended up completely obliterating into the void because he got I so did. many shadow points for being t- awful. <laughs> I did. I I, I tried get... to steal the ring at one point. <laughs> yeah, you get I, shadow I, points I, for doing bad things in this in that game. Yeah, and... I got I got killed. And it, you were banished to the void. I, I did. I I, dis, I disappeared, and it was it was fun. It was funny, and I was gonna try so hard, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try in Witchlight. When we get to Witchlight, I'm so trying. 
Anyway, wow, it just started raining really hard. I'm getting distracted. Uh, right outside <laughs> my window, it's like pouring down right now. Yeah, I think that with, I mean, I like Three's uh, vocation system. I think it got much better whenever it appeared in Six. And I think it got even better when it got in Seven. I think Seven's my favorite vocation system of them all. Nine's is pretty darn good too. Nine I, is nine is the one that I like the most. And uh, it's the one you know, that uh, I thought was a full evolution of DQ3s because for some reason I really was thinking that you couldn't change the class of a character. I was thinking you had to start a new character in a new class. And uh, so I was completely wrong on that. But uh, so, yeah, it absolutely feels like 9 is the next up to me because it changes so much from 7. But I think 9 has my favorite of the DQ vocation systems. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like we talked about in the FF1 uh, DQ1 episode with about like a lot of things in those games, like like setting a precedent for everything that came like, yeah. after the series. I think you see that really with these two games too, because so many of the jobs that are in both of these games are jobs that just like you see throughout the series. And even in, yeah. even in like Dragon Quest games and Final Fantasy games where there's not like a quote unquote job, you still have those characters, you know, like, like Elena in Dragon Quest four, you don't have jobs there, but she's definitely a martial artist. Yeah. Yeah. They, the jobs that are set up in DQ three are absolutely the character classes later on. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tornico, really... Tornico is definitely a merchant. <laughs> he is. I mean, if you didn't know that Tornico was a merchant, um, go play DQ four again because you sell things at a shop and it should be pretty obvious, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, I like that kind of thing because I mean, as much as I, I like the like character of, of the Prince of Canic, uh, in DQ two, as much as I don't like that, but I like that he is this kind of meme character. Mm-hmm. Like you only get like the, the priest from him and it makes the rest of the priests look, uh, kind of, kind of doofy, uh, if you used him as the base, but the priest in DQ three is awesome. Pilgrim. They were pilgrim in, uh, dragon warrior three, by the way. Oh, cause I do have, oh. that, I have that booklet and they're called pilgrims. And I like going back to final fantasy three with all of the, the jobs and stuff like that, they had a good base of all the stuff that they did. The, uh, you know, with the thief and the knight and the stuff that we see even now in Final Fantasy 14 and, and on. But uh, there are it just it never felt right in three. Like there's something about three. And I think part of what is wrong with three in, in my mind is that we had DQ five come over or not DQ five. We had Final Fantasy five come over here before final fantasy three and for me i emulated the living crap out of dq or uh, final fantasy five when i was a teenager because neither of them were in english at that point mm-hmm. and so playing five before three going back to final fantasy three is a huge jump backwards in terms of job system it's like you take a crappier job system and put it on top of crappy uh crappy final fantasy 2 gameplay and it's like man you really just went all in on uh pooping this game out um and maybe it was good when it was new i can't say anything at all about it because it wasn't in english until the ds version in uh final fantasy 3 but man i just it feels so bad compared to all the other final fantasy games like in context of all of them and I think it came down to me that it came out after all of these others that were so good. And this was like, 
Oh yeah, even Final Fantasy One is better because it's like these aren't bad versions of other things, you know? Yeah, I can get that. I I liked Final Fantasy Three uh, the when I replayed it, you know, a couple of years ago. I think I think to me is one thing that I could see with the DS version of Final Fantasy Three because it was the same team working on it is it feels very much like those uh, Final Fantasy Warrior of Light, Four Warriors of Light game for the DS and like Bravely Default and and Bravely Default 2, which came out last year. Like but it's I from really love team. those games. Final Fantasy 3 just feels like one of those games to me. I don't know. I actually liked the Four Heroes of Light. Like it was incredibly simple. It felt like uh, Bravely Default Mystic Quest to me because of the way that the battle system was. Like they were yeah. still learning what they were doing. But I, I did really enjoy that game. And I don't know, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what it was about Final Fantasy 3 that just kind of hit me wrong. I mean, I see exactly where you're coming from, the art style, the the way things worked. It's just, for some reason, 3, and I need to go back to 3. I haven't gone back to 3 since it made me stop playing RPGs for a long time, really until you got me playing uh, Nino Kuni 2. Between me bouncing off of Final Fantasy 3 and you convincing me to play Nino Kuni 2 on the PC... Uh, like five years ago, I didn't play uh, RPGs. We played like Final Fantasy games, 14 with us. MMOs and stuff like that. <laughs> but in terms of single player, like JRPGs, I don't think I played one at all because Final Fantasy 3 put me off so much. Well, interesting. So when I asked ask some people, you know, like what which of the first five, three Final Fantasy games do you like the best? And someone on Twitter had a really good good answer for this. Their twi- this is their Twitter name, okay, and their Twitter handle. I'm not being <laughs> I'm not being racist. I promise. Is moderately upset black dude from California. <laughs> that is, um, I love it, and I, I love that name. Uh, but anyway, his response was actually how I feel about this, and so I was going to read it because I think it's like a, a good a good way to put this. He said, "Actually, just beat the OG FF3 for the first time yesterday. I think it's technically the best of the first three, which I, I agree with that. But it's too similar to DQ3, but not as good. So it ends up being the best, but most skippable for me. Mm, that's with, a good way of putting it. And then he said, with that said, FF2 is probably my favorite. But I think that I think that's a good way of putting it because I also think that three is probably the best of the first three. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's the best, but it's also the most forgettable because of it's outshined by DQ three. Yeah. I, I can I, totally see that. Yeah. Like that was, that was like words that I could not put into my mouth. And he, he said them on Twitter. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And, but I thought that was, I thought that was a, like, I like that. I, I agree with that entire statement. Like that's how I feel. Although FF two is not my favorite of the three. I think FF three is my favorite of the first three games. I I really think FF one is my favorite of the first three. And I mean, I'm not a fan of the first three of these games, like the first three final fantasies. Like I have nostalgia for FF one, but I just, I don't, I don't like the first three of them. Final fantasy four is really where I got hooked into final fantasy games. uh, When it was final fantasy two on the super Nintendo. I don't know if it's objective, but I mean, it sh- but I feel like just if you were to look at the first three games in both of these series from an objective standpoint, like Dragon Quest just, yeah, yeah, Dragon Quest just really, I don't know, I can replay the first three Dragon Quest games and have a good time. Like the first three Final Fantasy games, I have to be in a mood for. It's not like, right. like for me, the the replayable Final Fantasy games are like the, the ones seven through like 12, I guess for me. 
like seven through 12. There's like five Final Fantasy games there in a row that are really replayable, especially the PS1 ones. Like I, like I replay, I replay nine, well, nine and 12 are the two Final Fantasy games that I just replay like every, every couple of years. Like I don't, I don't understand how you play 12 so much. It's so good. The story is excellent. The story may be one of the best stories in the entire series, but I can't get through it because the gameplay is so terrible. It's like, I hate it so much. I don't know, man. I think it's really good. Oh, I hate it. I tried. I tried. I gave it a real shot. I bought it on Switch and gave it a real shot and got far enough into it where I'm just like, I hate everything about this. And then gave you my copy and you beat it. So I'm I'm glad about that. But I did. Man, I recently beat the Switch version. That's the first time I've ever played on Switch. So I think I don't know if FF12 is on Xbox, but I do believe I've now beaten it on every system that it's available on. I don't know. Yeah. If it's on Xbox now because of Game Pass, I know Final Fantasy added a bunch on Game Pass. So if it's on there, then I haven't beaten that version. But otherwise, I've I've beaten them all. Yeah. Final Fantasy 12, I think it's a very complicated game. Like it has a lot of complicated systems, I think. And I think that's why a lot of people are turned off by it is because you've got all the different things to worry about. You've got like licenses and gambits and all, all this stuff. I actually still really like the... I'm probably, I know I'm in the minority here and I'm not going to talk about Final Fantasy 12 for like a long time because I know that's not what this episode is about. But I actually think I like the, the Zodiac Age is awesome. Like it has a lot going for it. But the thing that I don't like about the Zodiac Age and that they did in the international version on PS2, I don't like that you get pigeonholed uh, on the license board by jobs. Like I really like the the PS2 version where you just had the whole license board uh, open to you and you could just go nuts and i realized that they did it because uh people found it very difficult and like overwhelming to look at that whole license board and yeah. know what to do but i actually liked I that it. because i liked all i liked having these like super customizable characters that i feel like on the switch version because this was my second time playing a version of the zodiac age and uh-huh. on the switch version i was a little bit more like experimental with some of the stuff but it's just like I still couldn't get the like customization for some of the characters that I really, really wanted. And yeah. and so I'd like in some ways it's like the Zodiac Age. It's not has been like it's streamlined in such a way that like I don't know. But it's it's really good. Like I, I like a yeah. lot of the quality of life updates in Zodiac Age I think are good. I just prefer having the whole license board where I can just do whatever. The world's my oyster. <laughs> and i'm gonna go just nuts yeah and i mean for me and in 12 the license board is great like i agree with you the ps2 one i like better than the international job system that they basically have with the license board with the zodiac stuff but um i i do the the problem i have with combat in it is that it's an kind of action rpg mixed with turn-based and it's not enough of either for me and so i just end up getting frustrated Like, I get really bored and frustrated in combat, even at four times, uh, even when I have everything set up in gambits, and I'm just like, I can't do this, Uh, which I wish I could. It's one that I really wish I could, but I just, I keep trying, I just don't like it, even though I love the story. Um, But yeah, I love, I love Balthazar and Fran so much. Balthier. Balthier. Why do I, I always call him Balthazar. I don't know why. I always do. Love them. And I I just I can't play it and it makes me sad. Yeah. 
But, I, and this is probably from because I replay this game so much. But when, like, I always just I set my gambits and I put the speed high up. And like, yeah. obviously, you know, at a certain point, you you play and beat this game like five or six times, and so you can kind of blow through it. And so, like on the Switch one, like I beat the whole game in like twenty five hours, I think. Oh wow! Because I had I used the speed up option the whole time. I knew where to go. I didn't worry too much about the extraneous stuff, like doing completing all the hunts and stuff like that, like I do sometimes. Yeah. I just wanted to replay through the story, so that's what I did. Right. But it was it was nice because I had Gambit set and I had it sped up, and like even on like the in game bosses and stuff like that, with it sped up and the Gambit set, it was like everybody was doing their own thing. The boss would fall down in like five minutes or less, and I was just like on to the next thing. And like most of the fights were very very brief. And so it was, yeah. it was nice. It was just like I, I got through all of it. I don't know. I really liked it. But but yeah, going back over into into FF3, DQ3, is that I, I, I can already tell some Dragon Quest fans are probably going to scream at me <laughs> for this. I don't know which one really has the better story. Because if you, if you, I guess DQ3 does have that like really good twist about, you know, really close to the end there. I mean, Dragon right. Quest 3 has a fantastic twist. Um, spoiler alert, I guess, for people who haven't played DQ3, is because you, you've basically been in this whole world that looks like this kind of mirrored after our own in terms of like countries and cultures and stuff. And then you think you've beaten the game, but then you fall through like a wormhole and you end up in the old world from the first two Dragon Quest games. And then there's an even additional twist after this after your mind is blown there's an additional twist is that if this is a prequel like dq3 happens first before the first one or the second one and that you are the legendary hero erdrick and so all of that yes makes dragon quest 3 story better and also just like very very memorable but the bulk of the game is not that the bulk of the game is running around this other world and it just looking at like at that part of it like, right. I don't know, like, just looking at everything before the in-game twists, like, I don't know which one, the bulk of the game, like, their stories both feel are very much like you're just going, they're very similar. You're going from, you know, town to town, you're solving problems, you're getting orbs, or in this case, crystals. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. Um, but, you know, they're different colors, and you're doing that kind of thing, and so it's just like, so I don't know, like Dragon Quest 3, I love Dragon Quest 3, it's never going to be my favorite Dragon Quest game, um, didn't play it when it was new, so I don't have the nostalgia associated with it there. I do really like it, and objectively, it's one of the best Dragon Quest games. Um, yeah. Subjectively, it's one of the best Dragon Quest games, <laughs> too, but just for me personally, it does not mean as much to me as it does to a lot of fans. Yeah. I mean, it it's not one of them that got me into the series. It's not one that I have like all this nostalgia for. It's a really good game, and I'm actually waiting on the HD 2D thing to uh, remake, remaster. I don't know that thing, the new one mm-hmm. that's all pretty. I'm waiting on it to be the one that I finally finish it. Like I've gotten far enough in the Switch and the mobile and everything, and I'm just like I'm gonna wait on this one because I like the way it looks better. But it's a really good game. Yeah, I I mean, I'm going to play DQ, the DQ3 remake, but I'm not as excited for it as you are. I did think about replaying the Switch DQ3, uh, yeah. just kind of like ahead of the remake. That way I can have it fresh on my mind, and when they do change some like subtle things, I can be like, ha-ha! <laughs> right, yeah. But um, 
So I've been, I've been kind of toying around with that and seeing if I want to try to sneak in a DQ3 Switch playthrough before the remake comes out. I mean, who knows when the remake is going to come out now? We we mentioned this at the beginning of our like first of the year episode. You thought that there was a 2022 date put at the end of the trailer and there wasn't so i because nope. i did i did look at that afterwards i meant to mention that in our follow-up episode the next week and forgot but yeah so there was not one at the end of that trailer and uh anyway i don't know i think holiday 2022 would be cool for a dragon quest 3 remake with all the delays and everything else that just keep on happening i don't know <laughs> i don't know i doubt it i doubt it i'm not put I, I don't look forward to anything anymore like you and i talked about hope is dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I'm cautiously optimistic that we might get some kind of Dragon Quest thing uh this year. I mean, we're getting the Die manga in English in just Yeah, like, I mean, that's really cool. In like a month and like a little over a month. Yeah, so that'll be something new and cool, but in terms of just games, like I'm not super optimistic that we're going to get any new new English Dragon Quest games in 2022. Yeah, I'm not either. But maybe, who knows? And in the meantime, yeah, we can if we don't, we can just go back and replay Dragon Quest Three on Switch and Final Fantasy Three on DS. I mean, you might like it this time. I might, I might like it. I would have to rebuy it because I sold all of my copies. Um, I was an idiot a while back and sold all of my copies of uh, the GBA and DS versions of uh, Final Fantasy games, and uh, now I have to rebuy them if I want to play them. Ah, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's a, that's a hurt. That's a painful one. Yeah. Uh, oh man, that's how I kind of feel about some of the old pokemon games yeah i don't even know i i just straight up lost my copy of pokemon blue uh since i had it since i was like 15 years old so it's uh it's just gone and it makes me sad i have my yellow i have yellow and i have the box for yellow i do not have the the trainer manual and stuff like that that came with it like the paperwork yeah came with it but i still have i still have yellow and the Game Boy, the transparent purple Game Boy. I still, oh, have, still have all that. So Pokemon Game Boy color, yeah. We'll have Pokemon Pinball, but no box or anything like that. Um, really, really quickly before we end, I will tell tell this story of pain, just so everyone <laughs> can hurt. Um, so a number of years ago, uh, we were cleaning out the house that I grew up in, and my brother didn't really want to do anything, and it was very frustrating for me on a personal note because I was like, "Come on, man! Like, clean your stuff out of here! Like, I'm I'm taking care of my stuff. You need to take care of your stuff." And so eventually, he just he gave in, came over, and just decided to like just take all of it, like a bedroom and closet worth of stuff, and instead of looking at any of it, just take it all away to the dump and like throw it all away, right? And right. And at the time, I wasn't like so much like, oh, man, I should go through some of this stuff before he does this and like see if there's anything I want to keep. Like I didn't do that, but it hurts me now because I know for a fact that like uh, Pokemon Blue was in there, probably the box oh. for it, the the manuals, things like that. Um, probably quite a few of our uh, duplicate Pokemon cards that we had oh. growing up. Like all of this stuff just got trashed, like PS2 games. I mean, I know, and some of them I know were mine because now I can't find some of my PS2 games. I'm like, oh man, I know that they were in there. Like I can't even picture like the big Tupperware, like plastic box thing, you know, that all the, all this junk was in. And anyway, it hurts me deep down because I know all that stuff is like rotting somewhere in Lawrenceburg now, like under 20,000 tons of garbage buried underground. Man, I just, that, that makes me dead inside. Like that sucks. Like that really, that really, that really stinks. Yeah. 
I don't know why we keep this is like the second episode in a row that we've just ended things on a huge bummer. <laughs> that's that's again, it's 2022. This is what we do now. Yeah, this is just like sadness podcast. Sadness FM. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that exists. Yeah, we're just sadness FM now. Uh but thank you guys for listening to whatever this was. Uh <laughs> If you want to talk to us on Twitter, you can find us at Dragon Quest FM. If you want to be like Jaden and all of our other awesome patrons, you can support this podcast by visiting patreon.com slash Dragon Quest FM. If you want to talk to me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Dragon Quaston. You can talk to me personally as at Professor Beej uh, on Twitter. You can listen to my other podcast, the Geek to Geek podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can join us on Discord at discord.geek2geekmedia.com and talk about all of this cool stuff and bash on Austin's brother. <laughs> He's not there, though, so that way it's just mean. Yeah, I was going to say, why are you just being mean on purpose? <laughs> that's just being mean, mean to Micah. So yeah. Like, Maybe don't sorry, do Micah. Uh, He's not listening. It's fine. <laughs> um, thank you guys and we'll see you next week bye everybody <laughs>